APU. American Public University is proud to present Online Teaching Lounge. This is episode number 76, How to Use a Learning Management System to Put Your Class Online. This podcast is for educators, academics, and parents who know that online teaching can be challenging, but it can also be rewarding, engaging, and fun. Welcome to the Online Teaching Lounge. I'm your host, Dr. Bethany Hansen, and I'll be your guide for online teaching tips, topics, and strategies. Walk with me into the Online Teaching Lounge. If you've taught classes before, but they were live face-to-face classes, moving your class online might seem like a heavy lift, but it doesn't have to be. In the previous episode of the Online Teaching Lounge podcast, I shared a basic overview about online education to give you a foundation. And today, I'll walk you through the concept of a learning management system. If you use one, it will give you an organized space to put different kinds of materials and activities that will build out your class. And in today's world with widely available internet, teaching online is becoming so much more common. There are many learning management systems you can choose from. Throughout the podcast, I'll just call these learning management systems the LMS for short. You might hear terms like learning management system or LMS, course delivery system, CDS, and course management system, CMS, used interchangeably by people in the online education industry but these all refer to the same kinds of systems. As of today, when I'm recording this podcast, there are more than 200 different free subscription-based and sales-based LMSs currently available to host online courses in business, training, and education. Can you believe that? Here are some common brand names you might've heard of, of educational LMSs. Blackboard, Moodle, Schoology, Canvas, D2L Brightspace, Sakai. If you're an independent educator not teaching for a school system or a college, you might be using a commercial LMS like Kajabi, Teachable, Thinkific, Adobe Captivate Prime, or LearnDash. There are so many that we can't talk about all of them right now or get very specific about just one LMS. I'm going to be general in this podcast, but I will go through all the basic parts. Whatever your LMS, the system will function as the main program or software application where you're going to deliver your class. You'll keep the lessons there, the assignments, and other documentation, and you'll administer the session in terms of its attendance and track performance of your students and submit grades. To accomplish all of these teaching and course design tasks, there are several different spaces in the LMS. There's usually a home page for the course where you can welcome students and identify the name of the class. You might also have a few other items available on the course home page, like an assignment calendar, an introduction to you as the teacher, and course announcements. And somewhere in the online classroom space, there will be a menu or tabs to click, leading to designated areas that deliver the lesson curriculum, host the interaction like chat, instant message tools, discussions, and things like that, and accept and retrieve assignments. The spaces in the LMS each serve a purpose and they help keep things organized for you as the teacher and for your students. These spaces typically include labels like lessons or content, assignments, discussions, blogs, wikis, journals, announcements, tests, quizzes, exams, gradebooks, progress or statistics, and other editing and reporting features. 
As technology continues to develop every day, many LMSs are now including mobile apps for smartphones or other portable devices, diverse content options, creation tools, customizable learning paths, adaptive learning, badging, assessment variety like polls, surveys, and traditional quizzes, discussion forums, and new types of reports or dashboards. Each space or page in the LMS has a purpose, and that depends on what it is intended to do. Although each LMS might be a little bit different, these spaces all have the same general purpose from one LMS to the next. As I talk about them with you today, think about the potential uses of these spaces for your own class. I'll give you just one example right here. Discussion spaces are usually designed to allow students and their instructors to post their own responses, reply to others, view entire threaded conversations, and also share linked or embedded content. The discussion forum would be a great place for students to practice using terminology that they're being taught in the class for that subject matter. And they could also apply the concepts to their lives and share ideas, respond to others about their thoughts and ideas, and feel out the general understanding as conversations unfold. Discussion areas can be particularly useful spaces to give your students the opportunity to practice new terms and share their formative ideas while they're being guided and assisted by others, and to expect that these ideas might become more and more refined through the process of that discussion as they keep talking and posting about these ideas with other people during the class. I'm gonna dive into each one of these spaces one at a time and give you a general idea of what you can do with them. I hope this will help you design your class as you move your live class into that online format. Let's start with the lesson area. The lessons area is one of those main sections of the classroom. Pretty much every LMS will have a space for lessons. And it's an area where students will spend a lot of their time. It might also be the space that takes the most time and consideration to build. Most people would consider this a replacement of the live lecture. And that can be one way that you use it if you want to record a video of yourself teaching your students as if they're just sitting there in the same room with you. And then you could post that video to the classroom. While you can do that, and it would be the easiest way to convert your live class to an online version, the lessons section of your LMS can also contain all kinds of content like videos, interactive media, links, typed content, images, and all sorts of other items. Your goal in the lessons area might be to introduce the subject for the week, give background information on various related topics, provide reading selections or links to the online textbook for your students, engage their interest through media and interaction, and wrap up your lesson with a closing summary of key points. The lessons section can be vibrant, engaging, interactive, and full of information. Or the lessons section can be brief and simply include a list of readings and other activities the students should complete and your video. Whatever you choose to include, remember that when you're using an LMS and teaching online, you can load up lots of engaging content that actually provides the instruction for the week, as well as opportunities for self-directed learning and exploration. After all, this kind of choice and autonomy is especially important if you have adult learners. The lessons section does not have to be a substitute for your weekly readings if you're also using a textbook and other materials for that class. Instead, think of it like the guidance and interpretation you would normally provide to help students truly understand the topics. 
the way you would expound and describe and discuss and share your own expertise and insights. In my area, teaching music appreciation courses, many students come to the class with little to no background knowledge in music. Other students, particularly those who participated in music during high school or in other public schooling years, might have some cursory knowledge of music and the music terms. But because there are so many people with low to no background knowledge in music today, the lessons area is a great place to introduce new terms every week and give lots of interpretation of the lesson topics within the frame of the music concepts. There is a lot we have to include there to guide students effectively, and the students that already know these things can skim them or skip through them to the main content. Let's go now to the second area, which is the course announcements. The announcements section in any online course is a place of great importance because it presents what you want to tell your students that's going to guide them through the week to come. It might give them some unexpected changes to the schedule or other things, might talk about a day where there's a holiday and their assignments can be turned in later. It'll give an overview of weekly goals and a summary of the items that they're going to submit. Students look to those course announcements for the key points. What is the topic of the week and what do I need to turn in for a grade? You can update this area once a week or even more often. Announcements might contain some kind of brief overview of that topic, that list of items due that I've mentioned here, and all kinds of reminders. This section is for all of the messages you want to publicly share to everyone in the class. And I would use this space for all the important things, even announcing when grades have been posted every week and letting them know of your availability if you're going to be offline for a couple of days. If you always use announcements for this kind of news, students will know where to find it. But if you use intermittently announcements and sometimes the discussion area for these big announcements and sometimes the instant messaging and sometimes the email, pretty soon your students don't know where they should go for messages from their instructor. So I always suggest staying in that announcement space to keep all the regular updates and the weekly news. This section is going to keep a running list of all the announcements as long as you don't close them. You can also time them so you could create your announcements at the beginning of the class and then they will just automatically post every week on the dates that you set them to post. Announcement posts might have the option of sending a duplicate copy to participants' emails. This is a bonus because sometimes students don't check the announcements and if you're also able to email them, then you know they're going to get them somehow. So it ensures that students receive the updated information promptly. Let's go to another area, the assignment section. This kind of space is pretty common to most LMSs. The actual work to be submitted for grading is going to be described in this space. You'll also have some kind of Dropbox available to collect the completed work. This section can usually be set with open and closing dates, so assignments appear to students, accept their submissions, and lock at the end of a given period. You can set exceptions for one or two students to submit late, or you can give a grace period where it might automatically deduct some of the grade for lateness, but it'll still accept late assignments. That's an awesome way to manage the class if you have that kind of late policy so you don't have to think about it. If the LMS offers the option of linking assignments to the calendar, 
your students can get reminders about the upcoming or missed due dates. In the assignment section, it's really common for course designers or you as the instructors to give some kind of model assignment to your students. This will help them know what it should look like in its formatted form. You can also give documents that provide sample formatting like APA or MLA style for the citations and the headings and things like that, and other assets that can guide the student in how the work should be completed. Anything you can do to give them an idea of what it's going to look like when they're done, that's gonna reassure them and help them do the work well. Because the course is entirely online and they don't have the option of asking multiple questions about the assignment in real time, the assignment section needs a lot of description and detail so your students can complete the work in a satisfactory manner. Believe me, I've been there where students have misunderstood the assignment and then I'll get 25 essays that all have missed the mark. That takes a lot of grading time and a lot of turnaround and revisions and resubmissions. So the better you can give the detail in this section, the more you're gonna be pleased with the results you get. If the option is available to you, you might choose to have the work scanned through a plagiarism or originality checker like BibMe, Turnitin, or SafeAssign. Using this kind of plagiarism detecting tool or program enables you to address writing concerns quickly, and it reminds students to write in their own words as much as possible, and that could potentially improve all of the originality of what students are writing and help them to write for themselves instead of copying and just pasting in from sources. Discussions are another space common to the online course LMSs, and this area is typically where most of the interaction between participants occurs. Discussions begin with a description of what's going to be discussed, requirements of when initial posts and replies to others are to be posted, and some indication of how participation will be evaluated. In the discussions area, most participants begin their involvement in the discussion by posting an initial thread to the forum. Once the thread is posted, those who reply to that post are linked underneath the initial post. In this way, posts that are all about the same subject or about the same initial post are kind of linked together in a threaded chain. Everyone who visits the discussion may be able to see the conversation that is unfolded and separate conversations that are also occurring. Often because there is not a central location to discuss course-related questions or other matters, an instructor might post a questions thread within the discussion area so students can separately ask questions about course deadlines or content and other matters aside from the actual discussion topic of the week. Discussion forum areas within an LMS typically have private spaces for grading comments and scoring, and these can be linked to the gradebook to reflect the ongoing course grades. Many people consider the discussion forum area of the online course the equivalent of the live face-to-face -face interaction that might otherwise occur in a live class in a traditional setting. But you should think about this when you're teaching your course because maybe you don't want it to be that way. An asynchronous conversation is not exactly the same as a live conversation you would have in your live class. There are a lot of reasons for that. One is that an asynchronous discussion is like it's taking place drawn out over a long period of time. Someone posts Monday, someone else posts Tuesday, and so forth. So the conversation could get missed, and maybe no one even responds to certain threads. They might get ignored completely. So think about how you might handle this in your online space. You're expected to read all of the conversations happening and grade them all too. 
unless you have ungraded conversations, which is your choice. There's been some research done on that that suggests that ungraded conversations might actually encourage more participation in the conversation. You can try it out and see what your experience might be. If you were having a live discussion in a face-to-face -face setting, you might not hear or respond to every single comment. You might have a few sidebar conversations or even group conversations happening, and you're definitely not going to hear them all. But in that online space, you're going to read all of them. One other difference about the discussion forums online is that your students and you as the instructor can both post multimedia content. So your post could be written, but it could also be a video. It could be an audio clip, and that probably wouldn't be used in a live setting. So that's an advantage in your online discussion forums. Even though they're going to be asynchronous, you can post videos and other interactive things to illustrate a point, or even let's say it is a music example or a world language example. It could be the student performing or the student speaking in that other language. This is a great way to see and hear your students. So think about all the possibilities that emerge for you in this kind of asynchronous recorded discussion space that might not normally be there. The gradebook is another section in your online learning classroom. We don't always think about the gradebook, but it is very important to managing the entire class. Many online LMSs have a gradebook section that you can set up by points or by weighted percentages. And here, the forum discussions are linked into the gradebook, the assignments are linked into the gradebook, and all the other categories might also be linked into the gradebook. Scores and evaluation comments are published to the students as soon as grades are available. Or you could grade early and have them set to not release automatically until you post and finalize the scores. Some LMSs even have a section where you can put private comments until you want to do the grading in a different part of that grading area. Your scores and your evaluation comments are published as soon as the grades are posted, so students can be aware of how they're performing throughout the class. Most LMSs still require some vigilance on your part as the instructor to double check the categories, the assignments, and the student view to make sure that the assignments that are not submitted on time receive some kind of zero or a deduction if you're using a late policy. And you wanna make sure that your student's gradebook is kept up to date all the time in your class once you start teaching it. So that's it, the lesson section, the announcements, the assignments, the discussion forums, and the gradebook. This is a basic structure available in most LMSs today. Of course, there are additional places you might find, but those are the main big elements. Some LMSs provide the option of additional tools like blogs, wikis, journals, and other environmental areas. And they might also have a space for listing just the multimedia content, posting web links in the course or other features. As you move into the online format, get to know the online classroom space in your LMS. This is critical and so important in order to use it to the fullest. Although you can reach out to technical support at most schools or colleges or universities for assistance, and they can help you resolve conflicts in the classroom, being able to diagnose the problem yourself in the course is very helpful before the course starts and while it's running. If you contrast this with the live class where lessons can be fleshed out more fully just as the course unfolds or in real time, the online course really does need to be set up in advance before the first day of class. 
Besides all those areas I've talked about today that exist in most LMSs, one interesting thing is that all of the actions that happen in the online classroom are observable and literally on the record. Reports can be drawn on how many times people log in, what they click on, what they view, what their attendance is by the instructor and the student, comments that are made, assignments that are submitted, and all those things. Students can see when others are online in the course, and so can the instructor and other observers. If you contrast this with your live class, where you might be the only university employee in the room with your students, in the online setting, there might be a lot of observers stopping by your class at any point. These people might be technical support or supervisors or faculty coaches or academic appeals department team members or other teams at the institution. Some institutions treat an online course environment a lot like a live course, giving you complete autonomy and intervening very little. Other universities are very hands-on and might be in your space with the instructor much more, observing more often, and producing standardized courses with little to be changed by the individual instructor. There is a wide array of difference from one school to the next, and you need to find out what's going to be the case in your situation so you can be comfortable with that and know what's going to happen. As you work to move your class into an LMS and take your teaching online, I hope you will fully explore each of the spaces available to you. Get creative and let the LMS support the new and interesting things you can do, which were not available in the live face-to-face -face class. And when you're finished planning out where you will conduct each of your activities and what you need to add in each of the sections in your LMS, think about a strong learning experience. Look for a setting that allows you to see the class in student mode so you can know whether everything's working and whether your students can see it. And of course, once you launch the class and you're teaching it, be as prompt as possible to find any errors and fix them or repair any misalignment in the course itself so your students have a good experience and can accomplish what you expect of them. After all, if you're completely new at this, just take it one step at a time, but definitely do the work. Don't expect yourself to build an amazing course with lots of bells and whistles from the very first day. Keep it simple, and the more comfortable you become, the more you can add, and the more you can fully develop things in ways that you would like. Over time, you'll get better and better at using the LMS. Thank you for joining me today to walk through the main spaces of an online classroom. And keep thinking about your own online course and what you'd like it to be. Best wishes this coming week in your online teaching. This is Dr. Bethany Hansen, your host for the Online Teaching Lounge podcast. To share comments and requests for future episodes, please visit bethanyhansen.com forward slash request. Best wishes this coming week in your online teaching journey. For more information about our university, visit us at study at apu.com. APU, American Public University.